are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Jesus, 30 years of age, we'll pick up on the story here in Luke, the third chapter, verse 21. Now, when all the people were baptized, came to pass that Jesus, also being baptized, praying, the heavens were open, and the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved Son, and thee I am well pleased. And Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age, being as was supposed the son of Joseph. Well, you see, we know he wasn't the son of Joseph. He was the son of God. He had an earthly mother, but no earthly father. That gave Jesus a physical flesh, blood, and bone body, which gave him authority on this planet as a man. Now, that was one of the major reasons for the virgin birth. God had to have a man on this planet that he could work through, that had no sin in him, to be the Lamb of God, to be the sacrifice for mankind, deliver mankind. He had to be without sin. As you study the scripture, you find that the bloodline followed the Father through the scriptures. Jesus had no earthly father. He had a heavenly father. So therefore, there was no sin in him. It seems that the sin is passed along to all mankind through the bloodline. So here he has a flesh, blood, and bone body. He qualifies as a man, but yet he is the same as Adam. He is innocent. He is righteous. He is really the seed of righteousness. But yet he's a man and subject to all the temptations that any man was subject to. Most people have never realized that. But now notice what happens here. After this happened, of course, he went into the wilderness for 40 days. And then in verse 14, it says, Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him throughout all the region round about. He taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth, where he'd been brought up. And as custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, stood up for the read, and there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Now notice, he didn't just open the scroll and say, well, we'll just read from here. He found, deliberately took a text that prophesied of him. So he stood up in the synagogue and he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, sent me to heal the brokenhearted, preach deliverance to the captive, recovering sight to the blind, set at liberty them that are bruised, preach the acceptable year of the Lord. He closed the book, gave it again to the minister, sat down the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened upon him. He began saying to them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Now notice that Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now, he's telling you a secret here or a revelation that most people have never understood. Religion usually tells you this, that Jesus healed the sick because he's the Son of God, or to prove he's the Son of God. Well, that sounds logical, but it's just simply not true. Jesus tells you why. He said, the Spirit of the Lord's upon me because he's anointed me. He anointed him when he was baptized in the River Jordan. The Holy Spirit descended upon him. And Jesus was anointed from that hour. He had lived and walked perfect and upright under that old covenant for 30 years as though sin had never been. He was tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin. This proves that Jesus was not operating in his divine power and glory that he once had with the Father on the earth, as many people believe. They say, well, he healed the sick because he was God. He did not operate as God on this planet earth. 
Yet he was divine. He was the son of God. But you see, he had the physical body of a man. The Bible says he grew in wisdom. In other words, he had to learn as any other child learned. He did not have all knowledge. He operated in the gifts of the Spirit. That's the reason he had words of knowledge in certain things. But he did not know everything. And then Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost and the healing power. And then he stood up. Now, when he started his ministry in his own hometown, he stood up and preached this sermon. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me. Now, where would you go to get a higher anointing than God? If he was operating as God, why would he have to be anointed? Now, see, James, the first chapter, says, Let no man say, when he is tempted, I'm tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. Then, if Jesus was tempted, and he was God, then God was tempted. God can't be tempted with evil. But Jesus was tempted at all points, like as we are, yet without sin. So that's positive proof that he was not operating as God. He's operating as a man. He is the divine son of God. And the reason he had authority then to destroy the works of the devil was because he was a man here on the planet Earth. Now go with me over to John's gospel, the fifth chapter. We'll not go into this in great detail, but just enough to give you the gist of what we're talking about. In verse 26, John 5, verse 26 Jesus is speaking. He says, As the Father had life in himself, so hath he given the Son to have life in himself, and hath given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is, what? The Son of Man. Now see, if you're not careful, you'll read that the Son of God. He has authority because he's the Son of Man. Why? Because only men that are born are, say men, uh, when we say man, we're talking about mankind. Includes you ladies too. <laughs> you see, sometimes people get offended because the Bible's written the way it is, you know. But when it talks of man, it's talking about mankind. Because he said, let them have dominion. Them who? Adam and Eve. You see? So when he created Adam and Eve, he called them both Adam. You read that in the fifth chapter of Genesis. And Adam named his wife Eve. So there's not a problem with the gender here. But anyway, God has created man, given him authority on the earth, and for Jesus to have authority to destroy the works of the devil, he has to be a man. Now, go with me to John's Gospel, the 17th chapter. And while you're turning there, allow me to quote another scripture. In 1 John 3, 8, the latter part of the verse says, For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Now, that gives us some insight. Jesus became a man so he could destroy, undo, dissolve the works the devil had done. He had to become a man to do that. Now don't misunderstand me. He is the Son of God. He is the righteous Son of God. There is no sin in him. But he is tempted in every point like as we are. Somebody said Jesus never had a bad thought. If you ever had one, he did. But he just didn't give in to it. See, temptation is not sin. But now notice here in the 17th chapter of John, something that Jesus says, several things that he said in verse 5. Now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. Now, if he hasn't laid it down, why does he want it back? 
Philippians, the second chapter, says that he made of himself no reputation. The Greek says it sort of this way, that he stripped himself of his divine power and glory when he came to the earth. He came here as a man. He took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. He became a man. Now, he's still the Son of God. He is the divine Son of God. He is deity. But yet, he's operating in a bodily limitation as a man. He did not do one single miracle on the earth by any power inherent in him as being the Son of God. Not one. In fact, the Scripture will prove that when he was restored to that divine Godhead powers, he never healed another single person. Never cast out another demon. Never did one single miracle after he rose from the dead and had his glorified body and was restored to his divine Godhead powers when he was much as God as God was God. He never healed another single person by the laying on of hands or speaking the word. Now don't misunderstand me still in the healing business. But he stood on the mountain in the 28th chapter of Matthew said, All powers given unto me, all authority given me both in heaven and in earth. And he said, Now you go in my name. You cast out the demons. You speak with new tongues. You lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So what did he do? He delegated it back to people that had the body. Any spirit being on this planet that does not have a physical flesh, blood, and bone body are severely limited in what they can do. Even the Holy Ghost is limited. God is limited in what he can do on this planet now unless he can do it through some body. That's why Paul said, now you are the body of Christ and members in particular. See, you're the only body that Christ has on this planet today. He is seated at the right hand of the Father till his enemies have made his footstool. So now look with me again here in the 18th verse. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. Now listen to this. That we just quoted you why he came into the earth. For this purpose the Son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Even as you sent me into the earth, so have I sent them into the world. What to do? Destroy the works of the devil. Jesus had authority to do it because he was a man. But you see, until he's 30 years of age, he didn't have the ability to do it. Why didn't Jesus heal the sick before he was 30 years old? He couldn't. God hadn't anointed him yet. But when the Holy Ghost came upon him, when God anointed him with the Holy Ghost and healing power. Now come down to verse 22. And the glory which thou hast given me, I have given them that they may be one even as we are one. Now that's hard to fathom. There's multitude of sermons in that. Look at verse 26. And I have declared unto them thy name and will declare it. That the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them and I in them. The hope of glory is Christ in you. Because he is going to work the miracles through you and through me. Because we have the body. You can't send the Holy Ghost to the hospital to heal the sick. He doesn't have a body. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. Now, our book offer all this week is book offer number 7504. It's called Your Spiritual Authority. Now, this book was formerly called Authority in Three Worlds. It was a small paperback. It is now in a regular size book, and we've changed the title, got a new cover on it. But it's the same book of Authority in Three Worlds. But if you don't have this book, it's now entitled Spiritual Authority. It's $11 plus $4 postage and handling. 
That's a total of $15. And this book will give you insight into how God created man in his image and his likeness, gave mankind dominion over this planet. We have a chapter in here entitled Keys to Understanding the Bible. If you don't understand the first three chapters of Genesis, you're not going to understand the Bible real clearly. Authority of the body. This is an important chapter because it deals with the fact that your body gives you authority on this planet. Jesus had to be born on this planet to have authority here because in Genesis 1, God gave mankind authority. And he took on him the image of man. He was a man, first of all. He was the son of God, all right. But God had to anoint him so he could destroy the works of the devil. In chapter 9, it says the authority of Jesus. Now we have in chapter 11 says Jesus a sin offering. This book starts in Genesis and carries you through the Bible showing you an overall view of what some people only have bits and parts of. Chapter 13 is first begotten of the dead. Did you know that Jesus, after he arose from the dead, he was called the first begotten from the dead and never called again the only begotten of the Father? He's the first begotten from the dead. That's important. Offer number 7504, your spiritual authority, 180-page paperback for $11 plus $4 postage and handling. That's a total of $15. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.